everyone. I'm Justin. And I'm Clarissa. Together, we're raising three boys. Jet, Jace, and Jones. This podcast is all about sharing our stories of a fun, messy, and chaotic day-to-day life. Days can be rough, and finding breaks is hard. But there's no question the time of the day when we can get every kid to sit down. Snack time. It is time for another podcast. Yeah, here we are. Are you ready? Am I ready? To rumble. I'm (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Kidding. This is exciting because tonight we have our first return guest to the podcast. We must not have scared him away too much. No. (laughs) maybe i don't know i'm not sure what that means but tonight (laughs) we have returning to you mr and mrs josh and katie booth welcome guys what an intro (laughs) mr and mrs yeah i'm not sure anyone's referred to us as that since our wedding it's It's probably too much respect for me felt really really weird (laughs) (laughs) felt really weird i'm not joking (laughs) so thank you guys for coming back and part of the reason other than just to hang out and enjoy this time um and talking about the parenting thing but you guys were actually involved in the small group or class or I'm not really sure what it was called but um the time that we had with Tom and April about you know the parenting and where we learned about the golden nuggets the famous nuggets the famous golden nuggets yes <laughs> so we are going to start well, with we just would love to hear a little recap i think the last time you guys were with us we were really going into, you were about to have baby number three. Mm-hmm. And so since then, it's been a bit. Um, so you do have baby number three. Baby number three. Yeah, he's a year old now as of this month. That's crazy. Wow. Somehow. I can't remember if you guys were still deciding on a name when we did the we podcast. Sure. We were deciding on a name until he was born. And then the doctor was like, all right, what's it going to be? And I, that's when we decided. Mm-hmm. So his name is Max. Max. Yep. His name is Max. Just Max. No, like, full name. and No Maximus. It's like most. No. Yeah, a lot we of names. We call are, him Maximus a lot. Oh, yeah. His name is just Max. We decided mm-hmm. if we didn't go with a long name, instead of coming up, you know, with a short name, which is easy, we just come up with the long names. So yeah. we also call him things like Maxaroni and Cheese. which is what milo swears is his real name yeah if you're asking everyone's real names milo will tell you everyone's actual real names and then max is maxaroni and cheese yes that will be great when he starts like preschool and kindergarten and is really telling people oh for sure what his brother's name is yes and he will probably do that yep for sure and so just to catch some people up, I know you guys back in, what was it, episode 13, um, told us all about how you two met. So if you guys haven't heard that yet, make sure you go back to that, um, get a good full, you know, story on how you guys met. We also do not still live in the renovated fire station, which we talked about. Yeah, this yeah. has been a year of, of transition yeah. for our family. So We did kind of talk about how we didn't have room for a third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so no kidding. We fixed that problem. So we both kind of have 
done that in the last yeah. like two years. Added yeah. a third and moved houses. Yes, well, it's, it's we moved it, pretty close to like the same. Well, yeah, time and actually, you yeah. guys, you guys ended up looking at and buying this house because of the way that we were looking yes. at and yes. buying our house. Yes, this is a full circle moment. It is. Yes. Yeah. This is all coming back around. So you guys have been mentioned in other podcasts, probably yeah. not even realizing when we told like our whole house story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to get mm-hmm. to this point. Yeah. So it's been, it has been an eventful year full show. You Absolutely. also put me on blast on your last episode. Well, the last episode <laughs> that I've heard, I know you have others that haven't been released yet, but. I forget what I said, but I do remember talking about me being forty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The unbirthday. Did he reference you by name? He did. Yeah, I did. I definitely did. That old birthday party. Forty, he said. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely did. My old friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That one old guy I'm friends with. No, but you did say. You did say. I did. I remember that. Yeah, I was trying to think, but yeah, I did. But you know, part of that though, you know the story and the things that we talked about there was we're sitting at your guy's house having conversations about some of the parenting stuff that we're going to talk about tonight. So it's, it's kind of cool to be able to have friends and be in a group and be involved with people who you can have real life conversations about life, kids, mm-hmm. parenting, all those things. So, Great. so we're going to get into more of that tonight. So besides adding max and baby number three, um, what does, you know, kind of catch us up and what does parenting kind of currently look like? I know you guys mentioned some transitions this year and whatnot. Yeah. So I guess to speak to, I think the last time when we left, there was this piece or part where it was like, Hey, we'll bring you back after you have three and see how you're doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. are you surviving? And mm-hmm. I think surviving is probably a good word. Um, I hope you're ready for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was that it was like, just wait guys, you're about to have three. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it's because Max is like, is so different from our first two in terms of like what he's needed, but he is, um, just a lot more clingy and really like me clingy. Like he has been a mom's boy for the entire first year getting better lately like as he has some independence and he's crawling and kind of playing on his own but he is still like probably 75 percent wants me most of the time mm-hmm. and it has been exhausting yeah. I, the way i posted yeah. it with his birthday post on social media was i said um I can't believe he's a year old. I can't believe that a full year has already gone by. And yet at the same time, I remember every hour of the last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can just think back through every single hour of it. It feels like, you know, it felt like it was the longest and shortest time all at once. Yeah. Um, plus in the middle of that, like we said, um, new house and moving, which is not easy with any kids, definitely not mm-hmm. with three kids and definitely not with one of them being like, three months old or so when we moved. Yeah, that's um, wild. Yeah, just about that. He Before, was about three yeah. months old. Yeah. And then um, probably some other things we'll get into because I have it as notes on some other things. But like um, our daughter, Keely, who's eight, uh, she tr- had a school transition this year that was incredibly difficult. Um, mm. So we'll probably get into that a little too. And oh, wow. so yeah. just some big things. Um, but, you know, things are good. I feel like when it comes to parenting with three, some words I wrote down were like, I feel like we are, there's a lot of juggling. It feels fairly chaotic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and maybe like adding a third is like, there is always someone who needs something. Yes. Does that feel right? Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> I've heard it. I saw a meme once that was like, having two kids is, is two kids. But having three is like 75. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just multiply yeah. at that point. And it is. It's like, I just get done doing one thing. Like, Milo needs his nose wiped. And then Max needs a diaper change. And then mm-hmm. Keely needs help spelling a word. And, like, it just goes in a big circle. Because by the time I'm done with her word, then Max needs something else. Then Milo needs something else. And it just kind of feels like a constant churn. Mm-hmm. So, um, in terms of preparation that Josh and I did for this podcast at least together is probably fairly indicative of like the amount of time we actually get to talk to each other anyway. Yeah. Just yeah. like not, yeah. we talked about this like for five minutes on the way over here. Yeah. We both yeah. kind of did our own prep, right. but like there is just, you know, there's just, it's, the, it's a time thing. Yeah. It yeah. Is good. It's a lot. Isn't it weird how like now if you just have like two kids, it doesn't matter what pairing of the two it is. It's like, Oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I'll do that. No mm-hmm. problem. And then you add in number three and it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. completely different. Well, any two, any two. If I have the youngest one and the oldest one, super easy. Youngest one, middle one, pretty easy. The <laughs> two oldest is actually the worst. Not our experience. That's what I was going to no, say. Well, they really? Because Keely well, and Milo are yeah. so easy. Both of them. So it doesn't matter. It's almost like I'll take Keely and Milo and you get the baby. Josh just or pushes Max off all the... Someday Max is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We love you, dude. We really do. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I mean, right now it's like, who's got Max? Like that's yeah. the... For so, us, that's It's the like question. the same thing. Like I'll take Max You, if you just get the other two. But really, they're kind of... They can kind of do most things. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. I, the other Especially thing I wanted... Especially if they're together because Keely is... Yeah. Just great she's with a Milo, you know what I mean? And yeah. Max. Yeah, but you still she's still limited there. <laughs> Max You're right. is really a handful. Max is <laughs> only a, lot a of left fun. handful, though. I'll tell you that. If I put him in my right arm to give my left arm a break, he just dives to my left arm. Like that's the only <laughs> one I want. So it's always the left. My left arm hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> one other thing though is it has been very fun on the on the positive side of three kids. Mm-hmm. There are so many moments right now that we just look at them and we're just like, man, they just they love each other so much and they just love each other so well. And that's really fun. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I know they'll get to ages where they just fight with each other constantly. I we'll, we're not there right now. Um, Milo gets a little bit annoyed at Max because he takes his toys or chews on something or whatever yeah um, that'll get worse yeah, yeah. that kind of <laughs> stuff I assume, I assume so. but i would say most of the time right now like they really do just love each other and it's like almost ridiculous mm-hmm. how much um and that's been really fun to watch milo's the milo's the pick you up though because he'll just come into the room out of nowhere and just be hit you with a I love our new house. (laughs) And you're like, all right, man, that's awesome. Or, man, you're my best dad. (laughs) Appreciate that. Yeah, he he brushed my head the other day, real gentle, and said, you're a happy mother. I don't know if he was speaking it into being. Like, maybe if I tell you you are, then you will be. He's way wiser than you give him credit for. I'm a little jealous of that compliment, man. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. He's real sweet. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys, um, I was just going to say like another kind of callback to that episode 13 for, for two people who thought they didn't necessarily want kids. (laughs) And now, you know, you've come up to, to three. It's, 
Pretty wild. But please, Lord Jesus, let this be it. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. We really do. I, The people who have four kids, you all are incredible. Four, five, six, whatever, past three. Yeah. My goodness. You I don't know, know. You know, Josh, with a little bit of prayer and one phone call. <laughs> you can, take care can you give him the number? Can you can you text that to him, please? It's probably not for your audience. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him to go there. <laughs> All right. So let's kind of get into some of the meat and potatoes of of the class that we were all involved in. And so, you know, Tom and April did an awesome job leading and we know the nuggets. Everyone's heard the nuggets now. If you've not, then you need to go back and listen to previous episodes. The first one with Tom and April and then the one with Clarissa and I. And then there's going to be one with Dan and Allie Matheny and then this one. So you're going to want to listen to all these because everyone's going to have different takes and they're all going to be hit on at different times. Um, But the nuggets, what were some of those golden nuggets, Tom and April's golden nuggets that stuck out to you guys? So one thing that I think I'll say is, yeah, we were part of this, whatever you want to call it, like you said, parenting small group or study or whatever it was. And what I think is interesting is that we used a book that we went through for most of it. And like the book yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, I feel like people were kind of like hit or miss on some of the takes that were in the book. Mm-hmm. And then like near the end, Tom and April hit us with these 25 nuggets that they've just <laughs> written. And to me, I was like, man, I wish we would have just done these. Yeah. No um, like through the whole study. Not that the book was yeah. bad, but like there's so much good in these. I feel like we could have unpacked those. Um, over the weeks that we were together, uh, really, I think probably Tom and April just need to publish a book at this point with these, with the 25. Oh. Yeah, I know we're, we're hesitant on, do we ask them to, to be able to post these or not? They may want to save these for something, sure. but, but it is, it's a valuable thing for sure. And we've had actually people ask yeah, people for have us, asked to, us to, to, to ship these out, post these out. So maybe that's a conversation with Tom and April either. Hey, We'll post it out, or you need to start that book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because we're focusing on really what felt like the the end of the parenting study, but yeah, had I mean a lot of it had ties into what we were talking about too. Right. But. Well, can I say one thing? Mm-hmm. The amazing thing is, is when I was talking with Tom and April, and I forget if they mentioned this, but they didn't have. I thought this was something that they had like already created this, these, you know, typed them up, whatever. And we just got them at the end. They actually just typed them all up right before they handed it out to us. <laughs> and I was like, how do you just have these amazing, like this amazing insight just inside like your head swirling around and it's, here you go guys. Right. The last minute. So yeah, it's pretty exciting to get to study them and whatnot. So what so were now your we can, faves? We can all tell them though, the next one, they can just use these. Yeah. Yeah. The next yeah, one that really. they're done. Yeah. They don't can wor- just use You're just these. teaching the same class That'd be again. really cool. Don't and worry. Then, don't worry about the book. And yeah. then we'll record it and we'll release it as a podcast for them. There you go. Just them talking about all of them. That'd that be would, cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> so um, I'll, go f- I'll go first on which one stuck out. I think that some of them are seasonal in that, you know, I, I don't know that all of them feel really applicable to where we are right now just with our right. ages of our kids, but mm-hmm. I know that they're coming. So there's some that stuck out to me more than others. Um, one that I think Josh and I actually maybe looked at each other today and it might relate to is uh, number eight on their list, which says, 
be careful to not create a pattern where when our kids' behavior is in question, one parent is consistently viewed as the tough love disciplinarian and the other as the grace-giving softy. We must share those roles. I don't know that we um, live in a space where like one of us is the disciplinarian and the other one is the softy. Mm-hmm. What the comment was today when Josh met my eyes when one of the kids was doing something frustrating was we can't both be the disciplinarian right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we have a little bit of a different balance there. We're like, we tend to both go hard and not necessarily one of us stay soft in the moment. Like I think I, unintentionally, I, I think it's a, it's a, um, it's a support thing. Where like if I'm doing something and I'm trying to drive a point mm-hmm. and, and you know, whichever kid is not listening, it's like Katie will come in to try to support what I'm saying by saying like, you need to listen to your dad and you need to, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, so I think, I think like the intent of it a lot of times, and I don't know if that's every situation, but sure. in today's situation, I know that that was kind of specific, but um, there's been times where that is what it is. Like we're trying to support you know, each other. And then in in the process, it's kind of like, yeah, but now they're just getting it from everywhere. And so that's one of those things like to try to somehow balance. And I think that we do, (laughs) I think because both of us, especially this last year, it can be kind of short tempered. (laughs) I think we do a pretty good job of saying like, okay, you get out of the way. I'm going to try a different (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Clarissa and I thing. just gave each other the side eye because I feel like we had a very similar situation today as well mm-hmm. with the oldest. So yeah, it's, it is rough and it, it is, I think like in just today's scenario, it is like more of like support mm-hmm. of like you're doing something like your mom's doing this or telling you whatever. And then like, if you're not, responding or reacting in the appropriate way it's like okay i i tend to be more of the like the disciplinarian so just a little bit (laughs) and so like it was extra probably Mm -hmm. too much probably too much he probably got too much Well, i think it's interesting that you say that because i do think like we have seen whether it's been in like media, like TV shows, or whether it's been just in our own parents or however we were raised, we maybe a lot of times you have that mindset of like, we want to support each other because you don't want to be the parent that's like, oh, I'm going to go to dad because he's always going to give me the extra five dollars. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, inevitably that's still going to happen. They're not happen. getting any money from me. <laughs> but, or whoever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I feel like you do just, um, I know we've wanted to have that, no, we're together. You're not going to go to mom or dad and think that things are going to change. But I like how you guys worded that. And I like how Tom and April worded that. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it, it, it's not that one of you is offering like an alternative to whatever the discipline is, but that one of you has to kind of be like the rebound off of the discipline Mm -hmm. to like how to move out of that and back into the rest of life. Yeah. Um, so if, you know, if he's going to be the one who is like telling Milo that he needs to, I don't know. Pay attention. Stop kicking when we're trying to get him changed. That's usually the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's usually the line that gets drawn. Then, like, it's not that the other person's coming in and like, oh, no, it's fine. Keep doing whatever it was right. that you right. were doing that's frustrating the other parent. But it's the other one coming in to say, like, okay, now let me help you pivot back to, like, let's yeah. keep going on with our day. Yeah. Let's go get breakfast. Yep. Come on. And not get stuck yeah. in that. And I, But I do like what they, I like what they said about, like, 
you don't want it to be the weight on one person entirely or the other person entirely to always be one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that just kind of shared team kind of piece. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. I don't think we've mentioned that one yet, have we? Um, no, we haven't. And I think we needed to hear that today. Yeah, for, <laughs> no, for, for sure. Like every time we record one of these, especially when we have people on, like it's more a learning thing for me or like a self-reflection of, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. So it helps for sure. Yeah. So what's what's another one? How about you, Josh? Um, for me, it's kind of like a two-parter. It's uh, number three, modeling, mm-hmm. but also combined with number 22, which is about surrounding your kids with other adults who model the same things and are and the things that we're saying and, and modeling. And like that's something that's always been very important to us is the community that we build around ourselves and our kids. And I think it's cool that you even brought up the unbirthday party. Yes. Because I feel like that's a large part about mm-hmm. what it was. And it was one of those things where the reason it's the unbirthday party is because I'm not a birthday guy, <laughs> specifically not a 40th birthday guy. And I'm like, I'm not going to do a birthday party. I'm 40. It's just not my thing. And she's like, okay, but I'm going to call a bunch of your friends and I'm going to tell them to come hang out with us. Are you going to turn that down? And I was like, nope. I'm not going Josh to. Josh will always say yes to his friends. We just told somebody the, the other night, I said, anytime anybody asks us to do something like if we can in any way, shape, or form make it happen, we are usually not like, nah, we'd rather just hang out at home. <laughs> yeah. Like, we will jump to be with our people. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so so I knew his guy, his main guidelines were you can't sing happy birthday to me. And he didn't, he doesn't like the attention of it. So he didn't want everyone looking at him, <laughs> saying happy birthday, giving him gifts, singing for certain. We weren't doing that. But when I was like, <laughs> yeah, but what if I frame this as all of your friends at your house at the same time, plus pizza, he was in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the best part was the brown paper bag on the counter that yep. was like, this is this not is, yeah. a 40th birthday present. This is present not a gift. For, yeah. No, the only people Josh. who brought gifts actually <laughs> were just groceries. Uh, so yeah. somebody brought him a case of Monster. Josh yep. drinks white Monster every day. Right now, Got one right now. Got one right and now. And it is nighttime. Yeah. Um, it was a gift. Yeah. So somebody gave him that. And then somebody gave him a bag of tortilla chips yeah. and some Starburst. Yep. Yeah. So like everything he got for his birthday was consumable. And uh, there's a couple of Starburst. <laughs> you, you heard that? that was a couple of Starburst the they hit the table. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, the unbirthday party. It was just like... I don't know. For us, we loved it. It was chaos. I think at one point we had something like 40-some or 50-some people in our house, if you counted all the adults and kids. Mm -hmm. Jet Um, broke his first pair of glasses. Oh, my gosh, he did. (laughs) Jet broke some glasses. I mean, it was was wild. And, um, (laughs) but it was, it was so, like, I don't know. It was such a good, um, just a good opportunity with our people. And for us, like, just this incredible image of of that community piece and just how important like that modeling piece is plus the conversations that were happening around the table that were all related to this too yeah really in in that part yeah yeah super cool i also had some that stuck out in the opposite way like things that i was scared of okay like what's that Mm, um like number seven where they say when i'm making my decisions um what they will most appreciate 20 years from now. That was like, I've never thought about that. And I think it scares me to think about. 
Yeah. Well, I I can see that maybe from like a standpoint. Do you think that from like you're just not ready for them to grow grow up and like that become like a reality or from a we're going to have to have like some hard conversations that they will appreciate later, but like in the moment is difficult. Like what aspect of that is most frightening or probably the idea of like 20 years from now and what, (laughs) what that feels (laughs) like being 20 years away from right now. I would say that like what I know about me and Josh and I both in the way that we process and the way that we think there are, there are, studies and books and and things around like time orientation and like whether Mm -hmm. you are someone who like dwells on the past or lives in the present or focuses on the future and I know for me like I'm very much a present person so I'm I don't think about like I don't dwell on the past very much but I also am not the person who like if you say what are your goals in the next five years I'm like I don't know like I don't know what I'm doing next week probably (laughs) (laughs) and it's and it's just not like it's really just not priority for me to think 20 years down the road. Now, obviously mm. when you think about parenting and like the importance of parenting and the fact that you're shaping tiny humans into yeah. bigger <laughs> humans, like this is big, right? Yeah. So it's worth thinking forward. But like, I think that it probably doesn't come super naturally to either of us to like plot something out that far. I try to think of it in the reverse though. And I, I mean, I don't know if you have any, if you'd think of anything this way, but like to think about, um, your own childhood and if there are things that you appreciate from your own childhood or don't um, that 20 years <laughs> later you would say so Keely has her memory not mine I don't remember 20 years ago <laughs> 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 but she will I mean and I don't think that it's really anything that's hitting right now because they're still pretty young. like Milo's not going to remember what 20 years ago like was you know yeah. what I mean because he's three right but like Keely's starting to get to that point, but I think it's also just for me, it is, it is that whole thing where I like, I don't look, I don't know what 20 years ago or what 20 years from now looks like for me mm-hmm. and probably just like the path of my life. If I would go back, I could go back 20 years and I would have never pictured this. Right. You know what I mean? Like entirely, like I was still a baby. <laughs> 20. I know, but a baby. Okay. (laughs) Like I still had no clue, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we didn't like, I didn't meet you and start dating until I was 20, almost 25. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think when I met you, you were 20. Yeah. Probably at 25. 24 maybe. So yeah, almost 25. So we like 24 and like we got married at 27 and like even I wasn't 27. For the record, Josh I was 27. Old. I okay. was 27. Let's put it on the podcast record. <laughs> yes. Katie's not old. Yes. I'm not. Well, that's also episode 13. <laughs> yes. Episode 13. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I said my age, but since, you know, Justin put it on blast last time. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, it's public record. It's public record now. No, but I think for me is like, even going back to, like, even right after we were married, like I was still playing in a band. I didn't have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, to even picture this is ridiculous. Oh, so can I say, go ahead? I've been busting at the seams. Over let's here. hear your let's <laughs> go. <laughs> well, no, for me, like, it's it's actually really nice to hear of people who think in the present moment. Because for me, I sometimes feel crippled because I am so future minded all of the time. Um, and then with my career being in counseling, 
I actually like this statement of like, what's going to benefit them the most that they're going to appreciate 20 years from now. That just, that does feel like it is crippling and like paralyzes me. Cause I'm like, Oh no, like what if something I do today, what if I yell at them too much today or something and it messes them up? Like, Mm. you Mm -hmm. know, you just have those thoughts of like how for me, it's like, how am I messing them up? (laughs) So I have a friend who, um, she was a, she's a she was a children's pastor for a long time and um and works at MVNU with me now and was telling me a story about her one of her kids and basically them saying like them reflecting on their childhood and it feeling very different than how she had felt she had parented oh, okay and it kind of came up in this conversation at lunch and then it was really like this collective feeling around the table from the other moms that were there that like even if we're super intentional about how we parent right now, mm-hmm. um, there are going to be things that like probably your kids interpret a different way than you intended it. I, I try to think about like big nugget kind of things and try to think about like right now, if I thought about Keely when she's 25 and she thinks back to her childhood, like what are the things that she would remember about growing up in our house? Yeah. And I think about like my own childhood and I think about like, what are the things that I remember I don't know. I'm not dwelling super deep into a bunch of things <laughs> and saying like, boy, this was, this was really awesome. Or this was bad. I think in like kind of, Hey, we loved to do this and this is how we spent time together. And yeah. these are the things that felt like they were important. Um, and so ultimately though, at this conversation around the table with these other moms, it came to the point where it was like, it really doesn't matter what you do. Your kids are going to go to counseling for one thing or another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> they'll find something to say like, oh, this yeah. is how, um, like I, it, there's processing to happen no matter what. Like whether right. you're a great parent or not, like whether it's life circumstances or whether it's something that you do. Now, obviously, yeah. the less like trauma we can give our kids when they're little, the better. Right. But um, I mean, they're, they're processing through stuff anyway. And maybe it's the... In that case, like, I like a lot of these points that talk about how to help them process or, like, how to help them grow Mm -hmm. and learn. Because I think that's probably a lot more important than, like, even the individual days of did I do the right thing in this moment, in this Mm -hmm. day. But, like, them being able to think through a situation or remember back on something and process it and learn and grow and move forward is probably more important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of thinking about it, too, like, if – if we just do the right things anyway, or generally, not every day, not everything, like 20 years is going to be like, it's going to, it's going to happen and it's going to be a good thing. And they're going to reflect on mostly good things anyway. So like, it's, it's one of those things of, wow, I like that one. And that does, it freaks you out to think about what are they, what's going to be 20 years from now. But like, if you do live in the present and you live well in the present, like, the 20 years will just be good. The looking back 20 years will be good anyway. So it's kind of one of those things of maybe you're right, just living more in the present because the 20 years will just be a natural byproduct of your living well in the present. I think there's some other ones in here that are about like your orientation as a family too. Mm -hmm. Like the ones that talk about, um, you know, putting your kids in opportunity, provide opportunities for them to encounter God's love, praying for them, making sure that like we care about them knowing and loving Jesus. Like, so if you're focused on the present, but those are the things you're focused on, I just feel like you won't miss it. Yeah. Right. In the long run. Yeah. yeah. And those are, I mean, those are ones you, you mentioned, but those are 
big things. Like those are building blocks. Mm -hmm. Um, And too many people leave those out. You know, that's not the foundation or part of the building blocks. That's somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's a big thing. If you can make those things part of the foundation you're giving them and not just the extracurricular, then that makes a difference in the 20 years from now too. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we've talked about some of the key nuggets that stood out to you, to you guys. If you have any more, please share them. But I also wanted to get into some of like examples of how you've used some of this stuff so far. I'm um, just kind of interested to hear you know, what you've actually been using. I, I, when I sat down, I was like, crap, I've got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I've thought about these, but like just thinking about them in the moment, it's, it's almost been, um, in conversation when we were going through it, there were times where I was like, oh, we kind of do that. But like, we didn't know that it was a thing that we were doing, you know what I mean? But like, um, I don't really, I don't really have any like specific examples since then that I can think of? Uh, I came up with two. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. We have three kids. I came up with two. Two out of three. So um, one is maybe just like this indication of like, I don't, this is not a pat on our back kind of a thing, but like maybe yeah. we're putting them in the right spaces in the right times. And this is a fun story or a funny one. Um, maybe you want to tell it. I'll spur you on. But okay. this idea of... Um, the one about like putting your... Providing opportunities for your kids to encounter God's love and just like that focus on Jesus and the person of Jesus. I was thinking about the story about when Milo went into church with us uh, and went into worship with, uh, for, he didn't want to go to kids church. Mm, do you yes. remember this? Yeah, but you're going to have to tell it. Cause I don't know that I'll remember it, but I, I, I do know what you're I saying. I think it's just, to me, <laughs> it was, so it's simple. He's little. Okay. He's, he's three. So, and at this point he was two, this was before his birthday, I think. Right. So, so this was also before the, the parenting, before the parenting study. Yeah. So this is not yeah. something we learned in the, from this. But um, again, maybe like this indication. So he went into service with us. And um, first of all, I, I, I don't know. Ryan and Liz haven't been on here, have they? Ryan, Not yet. No, okay. Not yet. Get them on here. They're, They're great. coming. We yes. love the Stroops. And so every time he sees Ryan Stroop, he says, Dad, that's your friend Stroop. Like he just loves him. And so Stroop, Stroop whatever, <laughs> however he says it, it's great. So we took him into service with us. And Stroop is, he's the worship leader at our church. And so he... Um, He's singing, and they start singing the song that's super popular right now, I Speak Jesus. And they sang that just the first line, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. And Milo, who's not (laughs) usually in worship with us, just out loud said, Jesus, what's he doing here? (laughs) (laughs) And and we laughed, and then they keep saying the name Jesus like a hundred times in that song. And so um, it just got kind of comical because he just kept like bringing it up. But to me, I was like, I'm glad that he like heard that and it didn't sound like something so foreign to yeah. him yeah. and it wasn't something that like he'd never heard before. It wasn't a person he didn't know who he was or why that would be something we would talk about in church. It was really funny at the time. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was like, okay, cool. Like he's in the right spaces. Yep. Um, he's hearing the right things. Um, it's like affirming. Too. Yeah. You're like, oh, we must be doing something, right? And literally, <laughs> if if the, if doing something right means we take them to church, right? Like mm-hmm. that they see us and they see that it's an, an a commitment of ours to be there. Um, you know, they're they're learning all kinds of things that we don't even know they're learning in those spaces just because we have we're we've made a commitment for them to be there right. for yeah. those that time and space. Um, the other one, 
is, again, this is fresh for us in terms of like using these post, uh, the parenting study, but number 15 that says often outward behavior is a sign of emotional pain or deeper inner struggle. Go after their heart. Um, I mentioned earlier that Keely had a really difficult transition for schools this year. And so Mm. basically what happened was Max was born in May. And then in August, we moved, uh, very beginning of August. Mm. And then school started at the end of August and our moving put her in a new elementary school district. And so she had done kindergarten and first grade at one school and then now was moving to a new school for second grade. Keely loves school. I really didn't like think much of it. I just thought she loves school. She knew some friends there, not necessarily right in her grade, but she knew people in other grades. So we just kind of like thought it'd be fine. And she went to school the first day, like excited and eager. And then it was just like, it was awful. Um, and, and at first she was just, she was like making herself sick over yeah, going to school. Yeah, the experience wasn't right, but it was just the way that she received it and the way that she felt uncomfortable. Yeah, like the school is great. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. To, yeah. to get to the end of the story, she loves the school and right, the right, people right. and she has friends. And, yeah. uh, but like the first, I'd say probably like, it was probably two or three weeks every day it was really, really difficult. And it was it was really easy right away to just get very frustrated because she was just, I mean, literally making herself sick, like throwing up in the driveway yep. because she didn't want to get on the bus and begging us to let her stay home. And really we knew like, we can't let you stay home because this isn't going to fix the problem. Right. Like right. you have to work through this. You know, she's like, can I please just go back to my old school? It really wasn't an option for us. Um, and so it was really difficult, but um, I think for me, this one here, let's like go after her heart. Like mm. there was a lot of like surface level things that we could have just been like super mad about um, and yeah. really frustrated with the way she was acting and the way that, she, I mean, she would just, she had so much anxiety around it that she would just cry um, about, she would cry going to bed about thinking about getting up for school the next day. Yeah. She would cry in the morning about getting ready for school. And like, it's a kid who loves school and loves learning. It was killing me. Um, and when we dug into it a little bit further and tried to, I tried to just talk to her and help her process through it. Mm -hmm. And when we got below like the actions, like what she was doing and we got to why, I mean, it boiled down to like some very simple things that happened the first day that still there are like ramifications from one of them being, it was a new school with new people in a new lunchroom and she didn't know where to sit or who to sit with. And she didn't know which lunch was the hot lunch and which lunch was the cold lunch. And it threw her for such a loop that she has never bought lunch this year other than that first day. Mm -hmm. So she packs a lunch every day and she packs the same lunch every day because she just wants like this consistency. Yeah. Um, But we started unpacking it and we started saying like, oh, here's what's happening. When you're in the classroom and you have a seat to sit in and you have like something you're supposed to be doing, she was fine. It was the spaces like lunch and recess where Mm -hmm. she could choose to be with whoever she wanted to be with or play whatever she wanted that like she didn't feel like she had a place and that's when she would break down. I mean, I was having phone calls with the school social worker Mm -hmm. and with friends of mine who work at the school who were calling and saying, Keely's crying on the playground. Can you just talk to her? Um, I mean, it was, it was just really a difficult time. And, um, I really just got to the point where I was just trying to like, again, this idea of like helping them process, like helping her process through her feelings about it. Um, 
And I, I mean, I think that that's really what helped us get through that. She actually, when she was talking with the social worker at the school, the social worker talked to me on the phone one time. She's like, I know you guys are talking about this at home because she knows how to talk about it. Like yeah. she knows, she talks with like emotional intelligence mm-hmm. about what's happening and about how she feels and about what's going on. Um, but it, it would have been really easy to just be super frustrated with like, she's giving us fits about going to school. Yeah, like but say, suck it, it was, up. Yeah, like right. suck it up, you have to go. Yeah. Well, especially but, when you like know her potential, like right. you know that she has the ability, you yeah. know, but, but mm-hmm. this is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But this idea of like, yeah, it said the, you know, the hour behavior is a sign of emotional pain or inner struggle. Mm-hmm. And like, if we would have just stayed on like fixing the outward behavior, I don't think we'd, we'd probably still be fighting her to go to school. Right. But the fact that we tried to go deeper and tried to like, Let's work this back. Where did this break? What happened? What are you mm-hmm. feeling? Not just like, how are you acting or what are you saying or what are you doing? I feel like it, it helped us to, to make a difference there. Well, and those moments, like they build resiliency. And that's how, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what goes into her emotional intelligence and her maturity and her growth. Yeah. And then we just went to an event at the school and I had so much fun walking around and like meeting all of her friends. And we're walking down the hall and everyone's yelling, Keely, Keely. Oh. You know, <laughs> she knows everybody now. So. It's much better. Yeah, building resilience. That sounds like uh, <laughs> like yeah. one of these is here. Yeah. Number 17, we must build resilience in our kids by allowing them to learn from mistakes and difficulties and pain. Hmm. And so, uh, 18, okay. help them understand that life's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we there's just, a I lot mean, from that story. Yeah, yeah, that's, there's a lot there. Riddled. I mean, that's even crazy. through that, I talked to... Um, Actually, my friend, again, who's a who's a children's pastor, and she said, she said, Katie, I don't want to make you feel bad about this, but, like, you have, you, Keely has gone through three major transitions in a very short amount of time that any one of them mm-hmm. can be considered, like, little T trauma for kids. Yeah. A new baby in a home, a new house, like, moving is a big thing yes. for a kid. Yes, it no. is. And changing schools. And we hit her with all three in three months. Yeah. And it wasn't our intention to wreck everything she knew. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but it was just the way that things happened. And even if those were good things, like she loves Max, she loved the new house, and she had a lot of excitement around the school until things broke down. But it was really like this culmination of like her tiny world, um, you know, her, her eight year old world got rocked, seven year old world at that point, got rocked and everything changed. And sometimes I I try to think about that. Like I try to think about the perspective of my kids and how like we know the world to be much broader than right. they do. And sometimes yeah. I think about like Milo's world. Like what is Milo's world right now? Me and Josh. I love my new house. I love my new house. Yeah, it's me and Josh. Thanks, it's going to daycare <laughs> yeah. and going to church. And it's watching some shows and yeah. running real fast. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. like that's his world. And so like sometimes I can think about how like our world – we end up with like a hundred other things we're thinking about like utility bills and (laughs) um, like world events. And then also, you know, and, and also just thinking about like all the relationships we have to manage. And I try to think about it like from their perspective and how like, I don't know, something could, can be such a big impact to like everything that they know. Like one change is way, Mm -hmm. way bigger. Us not being able to spend the time with them. They expect like we are his world right now. Um, and so that is, that's like altering where like, if one of my friends was like, Hey, I can't hang out with you. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. (laughs) Right. 
Right. Yeah. But if dad says or mom says, not right now, like I've, I've got to get this done, like boom. Yeah. Just killed him. Right. <laughs> it's devastating. <laughs> well, that's Gosh. a better way of saying it. Parenting is so hard. Yeah. So, so speaking of like things that are hard and Josh, you kind of mentioned it a little bit with the one that you're a little bit, you know, hesitant or fearful on of the, you know, what's 20 years look like from now, but what are some other like things that you either know are coming down the pipeline soon or things that maybe you are anxious about as a parent? What are some of those things? I think that's probably one of them. Like I just think, and I, I didn't actually think about it be tying into the last one, but as I was, you know, taking some notes here, um, I mean, my biggest fear is probably just like the unknown, not know. Like I felt like every stage we've gone into as parents, we we're like, crap, we're not ready for this at all. Like we have no <laughs> idea what we're doing. And for a long time, we just like kept that to each other. And we're just like, this is not like, we can't tell anybody that we have no clue. Right. <laughs> Until we started talking to people and realized nobody has a clue. Yeah. Right. But that's one of the things for me. Um, and I guess uh, that's kind of like a big thing. Really is just the fear of, of not knowing. And um, not knowing what kind of seasons we're going to get into. Knowing that we have like the teenage years coming up and then like two boys that Keely doesn't do like sports so, like, if the two boys play sports, that's going to be something different for us, something different for timing. But then also just all of the stuff. I mean, Keely's a, I mean, you know. Keely you guys feels know Keely. all of the She feels, feels everything. So, all I have a feeling that. that's going to be nuts. But, yeah. like, I was even just talking to, like, somebody that listens to my podcast. Like, this is not, like, a friend. I've never met this guy. And we were talking about baseball stats. And somehow we got into he has three kids, too. And we shared some experiences. And I was like, oh, wow. This is cool. Like, but that to me is the biggest thing is that unknown. But thankfully we've had the opportunity for things like this to know that, Oh, we're not the only ones that don't know. Yeah. Thankfully you live in the present. So you're not worried about <laughs> <We're> not thinking <laughs> about it. No, I, I made a note next to number 13, which is don't overreact or be shocked when they take a chance and open up. There's more to it there, but I just wrote not yet. There've been a couple times where like, I feel like Keely's about to drop some big bomb and like, open up some big story with me and that ends up being like nothing at all <laughs> like, exactly. like i'm like you're oh, like crap, here we like go. she wants to talk at bedtime and i'm like oh where's this going and i just i'm not ready for it and then it's not a thing it's like oh yeah that's fine we can totally do that yeah. um <laughs> like our kids i maintain an incredible amount of innocence right now uh i know she hears things or learns things at school that you know we haven't taught her or learned, but like, I, I want to yeah. keep that open line of communication. Mm -hmm. Um, and then for me, the other thing is, is I, I have some friends who have older kids who I'm close with and like, we talk all the time and I'm like, I am just, we are so tired right now. We are so mm -hmm. exhausted yeah. with these three little kids. And you guys both work. Yeah. We both time. work full time, which I know is not everyone's situation. It is ours. Mm -hmm. And it makes it crazy. Like it makes you feel like you are so crunched for time to actually spend time with, with your kids in the evenings mm -hmm. and even have that kind of influence with them. 
and then the whole thing about like someone always needs something. I feel like right now our tiredness and our difficult moments of parenting are related to things that are like practical or physical. Like I am changing diapers. Yeah. I am band-aiding knees. Um, <laughs> I am feeding, feeding people. I'm, yeah. you know, making, they can't get their own food. Um, you know, just trying to take care of them that way where I know that like next phase or next stage, we're going to move into more of like the emotional or that spiritual like wrestling kind of thing. Yeah. So it will just be very different. And I have a friend who has pretty much mostly grown up kids, few in college. Um, and she recently said to me, she's like, yeah, she said it gets, she said it gets easier and less tiring from what you're doing right now. Like her and her kids, they are at the stage where like they spend time together, but yeah. she doesn't have to, you know, take care of them in the same way. Right. But then she said to me, she said, but little kids have little problems and big kids have big problems. Yeah. And so that is like, I'm comforted by the fact that maybe someday I won't be changing diapers and giving baths, but I'm also like, Oh no. But there's also like the, the bigger, more like life shaking things that will come. Yeah. But I'm also knowing that because we live in the present, we're not necessarily <laughs> future proofing or planning for them other than like, cool, we're going to roll through this. Here we go. Because I just had the chills when she said that. Like, I was literally scared. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I'm like sorry. a real... It's not... It's, yeah. Sometimes I tell people, like, they're not going to grow up. It's fine. They're just going to be what they are right now forever. We'll just freeze them. But I feel like the, the cool thing is, and, like, after listening to kind of your experience with Keely and the school thing, like, that's maybe in the grand scheme of things, like, smaller compared to potential problems down the road. But, like, you're getting reps in. Yeah. Like you're, you're mm -hmm. getting reps in. So yeah. by the time you get to that bigger problem, like maybe you have 13, 14, 15, 20, I don't know. I don't know what a realistic number of that of problems are, but like hopefully by then, like it's just natural progression and like you'll be ready for it. Trust hopefully the we'll be ready for it. Well, I don't know. We don't have big problems. We still have the little kid, the yeah. little kid problems right now for the most part. For the most part. Um, but speaking of, you know, just those fears and problems and whatnot, um, what supports guidance, you know, biblical knowledge? I don't know, including the nuggets, whatever. What are the things that you guys lean on and that you will continue to lean on moving forward? Uh, I think we've said it probably over and over, but I think our like our community, our people, yeah, our people. Yeah. Um, we have friends that are in the like very close to the same parenting stage that we're in, which I feel like you guys are, are kind of in that. We also have friends in our friend group who are just ahead of us mm -hmm. of both of our families right so we have friends who have like middle school kids um goodness are middle schoolers ever not awful um like someone know. who works in a middle school yeah no. <laughs> no no someone was just in my office I don't even do anything close to this and someone was just in my office the other day and they're like yeah middle schoolers are awful I'm like darn it I think yeah. it's just coming they're a lot but of fun yeah they're also probably really fun they're yeah. special yeah we'll yeah see. I was yeah. awful in middle they school they need some extra love they need some extra love and they stink but yeah you teach them you yeah. teach them but we have friends who are that, at that stage right and then we have people who like Tom and April who are through this they have mm -hmm. grown kids um, and now can just reflect back on what they feel like they did well or didn't do well. And so I think for us, it's that like lived experience, um, yeah. and just having people to talk to, you know, yeah. to kind of walk through this together. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun to listen to Tom and April throughout that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Just like every time they talked, I was like, everybody shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh loves Tom so very much. Tom's great. Yeah. One of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. 
And I like April. Oh. A lot. I feel like I, I vibe well with April. Like we've been in the same like settings, even at like women's events at the church where we're like, can we just go like do something like go bowling or something? Like <laughs> we're not, I'm not crafty. Um, so like, yeah. so like April and I are like, can we go, maybe we could do something else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> You know, they want to have, like, a pie-baking thing, and we're like, I, maybe we could just eat the pies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I do love them. Like, they're a great example. And Tom and, would say, oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So He's going to listen to this. this, this I'm like, and he's I just going to laugh. Be sure, whatever his favorite is, be sure to bring back a piece for me, and then, <laughs> and then a little chuckle. <laughs> yep. And then I think for me, too, the other thing I wrote down is just this idea of, like, we know that that these are seasonal. We know that, like, all of these aren't um, aren't applying to our current situation. Right. And even though we don't think future very often, like, trying to think about the ones that are coming, like, trying to get ahead of mm -hmm. them or talk to people who have already been through them or at least, at the very least, have, like, the lifelines to call out yes. to people when things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Even if we're not really ready for it, like, Kelly <laughs> dropped some crazy bomb on us. And I'm not ready to talk about it. <laughs> when it like, happens, we'll have who, to do another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, who am I going to call in that moment and be like, have you dealt with this thing? <laughs> Just tell Keely, um, I need a restroom break first. <laughs> I'll be back to you in a minute. Yeah, I need to phone seconds. a friend real yeah. quick. I'll be right back. Yeah. So you guys are obviously in the thick of it right now with the youngins. That sounded funny, but with the youngins. And uh, <laughs> just kind of wanted to know, uh, for for others that are in the thick of it with this age of children, you know, what is some advice? Or what would be your greatest advice or encouragement that you have to them? I, th I mean, I think I just kind of, like, mentioned it a little bit. The fact that, like, talking to other people and, like, your friends who are parents and other parents and people who like Tom and April who are older, like they've all experienced all of the feelings that you already feel. Even yeah. if the situations are different, like there's always someone who has that, who has the same feeling that you have. You're not the only person. And so that's like a big thing for me. And like I said, our people are so important to us and just being able to, uh, being able to have a group of people that either you can just hang out with and just like that are there for support or that you can just, like get to it with and say, Hey man, I got to, I got to vent for a minute. And mm -hmm. and then to hear like other, other people say, Oh yeah, that sucks when that happens. It's like, Oh, that happens for you too. And then it's like, that's a big thing. Like you're not the only person that's ever felt that if it's especially, I mean, cause I think if you get like advice is for the negative moments, which I feel like I've had a lot of, mm -hmm. um, especially in the past 800 days, but, um, <laughs> but it's just like, there's, it's it's okay to lean on people and to seek out that kind of um, support in that way. Yeah. I and prayer is powerful. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it, you guys are encouraging because I do see some some families or couples that, you know, um, they've said, like, we, we, don't, we don't have family close or we don't have this or that. And I know you guys really don't, right, mm -hmm. have family close. So neither, mm -hmm. neither do, I, do we. And so just to hear you guys say, like, our people are important and community is important. I think that's just an encouragement to others. And we say it all the time, too. Like, if you don't have other people surrounding you, how, how are you doing it? Yeah. And you can't just rely. Family is, is crucial, but you can't just rely on that in certain circumstances or seasons of life either or where you live. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, our families are incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're both so good and so supportive. But, yeah, they're not immediately right here so right. we have to have these other people one thing i was just thinking of is um 
Keely and I went to see the new Super Mario movie last night. And this is going somewhere. Uh, (laughs) We went to the new Super Super Mario, which then led to us coming home from the Super Mario movie and Josh showing Keely YouTube videos of old original Super Mario. And, um, and we, the guy that whatever YouTube guy we were watching, he had some cheat codes that we never knew about when we were kids. (laughs) And we started talking about, I mean, this guy was like turning, I was incredible. It was incredible. Anyways, we started talking about how like, Back then, back in the olden days, um, <laughs> that the way you found out about like cheat codes for a video game was like you had to like go buy the book from the store and read it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I was thinking about here, like in terms of advice, is maybe just the fact that like in the same way that like now, if you wanted to figure out how to play a video game, you could go online and look it up, and somebody would show you on a video right away. Like that, there are there are resources, there are. Um, you know, there are books and there are podcasts like this one or other ones like that people can engage to help you like actively think through this. And I, I don't know, I'm just thinking about like our parents, like they didn't listen to podcasts about parenting yeah. Um, yeah. when they were raising us. They didn't have them. Um, they had whatever information they had at the time. You know, they saw books, right? Um, but I think having like this network of resources is really important. The other thing that I thought of is... Um, for some reason, uh, people tend to, like, we have friends who, like, we've heard it more than once that, like, usually it's people who don't have kids yet um, that are like, man, we just think you guys are the coolest parents. And we don't think we're the coolest parents, but for some reason, people <laughs> like our parenting style. We think you're the coolest parents. We feel okay about it. We feel okay about it. But, like, we do. We get this. Like, it's like, you guys are so cool. And I don't know. I don't know that I feel like we keep it cool um, <laughs> all of the time. We put on a real good face, maybe. But, so if there's, like, an insider to, like, how, like, what it is. Like, I was trying to think of, like, what is the makeup? up then um and i think that one of the things is like we do try to keep it cool like we try not to take anything overly seriously we try to just kind of be we don't over schedule ourselves we don't like try to jump and run and do too many things we try to just kind of like live life together um we try to enjoy those moments like i mentioned earlier like the moments where we just look at the kids and we're like man they just love each other so much and this is just like Mm -hmm. a good moment like when things are hard to just be like yeah but look how cute milo is because that's gonna help us get through (laughs) this um milo's our favorite kid right now yeah yeah yeah. milo's our favorite kid right now if you don't know just kidding we love them all i mean really keely like everything she does right now we're like gosh why is she so darn cute i literally like she was doing something today that annoyed me. Yeah. yeah. And she does this kind of stuff. And it's, it's so like, I it, we do it, but it's just kind of annoying to me. And I looked at Katie as she was doing it, and I was like, she's so annoying and she's so cute at the same time. <laughs> like, I just can't. It's both. Yeah. And Max, who's making us crazy, has this like ridiculous smile that is just like heart melting right now. So <laughs> anyways, enjoy the moments. <sighs> Trying to be a team together you know, trying to figure out this, like, how do you, how do you, I don't know, come into any situation or moment and be a, be a parenting team. And then really just kind of thinking through, like, it's all in seasons. It's all iterative. Like everything is, we're going to figure out how to get through this spot right now. And then when the next one comes, we'll figure out how to get through that. Yeah. Um, so those are, those were like the big things I thought through. And um, you're going to screw up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're yeah. going to for sure okay. mess it up. Just once or twice. Oh, yeah. maybe. I mean, we have, I mean, I've apologized to our kids. I'm yeah. sure you probably have well, I think too. that's a big thing too. And I think we talked about that, right? In yeah. The, yeah. In the study about being able to apologize to them. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's important. And we, we certainly have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I see sometimes like, you know, where I'm, I'm short with them in a way. And then I see that come back at me. 
Yeah. And I have to say, okay, well, I mean, I asked for that in a way. And then we do, we, we pull it back a little bit. I actually say that line, pull it back a little bit. Let's, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Those are all great. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to relive I, I, I think I've got like three or four different podcast ideas just from like these, <laughs> these last few minutes. We're going to start charging you if you want us to come yeah. back. And get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. hey, just I'll just kidding. take your ideas. Just <laughs> kidding. We'll use any excuse to hang out with you. Yep. So, well, guys, we really appreciate you guys coming and doing this. And it was fun to be a part of the group together and, and do it. And it's fun to to live life, you know, just outside of the podcast and outside of being a part of the group and, mm-hmm. and like seeing your kids grow and like how you guys parent and having conversations about that. So it's, it's huge. And I'm glad that we were able to do this, get this out for other people to listen to and go back and re-listen to, or listen to the first time episode 13. So you can really get to know uh, Josh and Katie on a, on a greater level so that like this podcast, you will appreciate even more. So, Oh yeah. And hopefully we can have you back in another year and a month. Kind of go from there. One year and one month from right now. Yes. One year right. and one month from right now with kid number four. Don't, <laughs> no, don't you no. put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. You guys take care. I'll see ya. Bye. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast with Josh and Katie. Yeah. It's always so much fun having them come on and uh, just get to chat with them. And I think this one was super special just because we had them on a whole year ago. We got to kind of hear how their family has changed this past year. A lot has changed (laughs) this past year, which is cool for them and for us. So like both families and just kind of how our stories intertwine too. And yeah. And uh, all that good stuff. But, you know, one of the things I really enjoyed from this podcast was really kind of that reminder at the very first point that they made of like, you can't always have someone be the disciplinarian and someone always be the softy. But at the same sense, you can't always both be the disciplinarian, which mm. sometimes I think is a good yeah. reminder for you and I too. So, yeah, like you don't always you don't always want the same person being the softie or, right. or whatever, but there has to be that balance. So right. I know um, we're definitely going to be um, remembering that and taking that into, you know, our, our next few weeks in everyday life. All right. So let's move right on to wins and losses. Yeah. We can start with losses. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I can start. Okay. Okay. Shoot. So my loss this week um, has to do with Mr. Jace in the middle. And it's nothing that he did, okay? It's actually, it's something that I did. But um, a short recap is they went to like VBS um, within this past week or so. They loved it. We call it Summerfest at our church. Um, Learn a lot about Jesus. And one of the arts and crafts he brought home was this little cup mm-hmm. that said different activities to do or whatnot. And on Jet's cup, Jet had drawn a rainbow on it and Jace hadn't done that yet. And that night he mentioned, Hey mom, can you help me draw a rainbow, um, on the cup? I remember this. Do you see where this is going? Yes. (laughs) And I said, yeah, of course I can help you buddy. And it was late. So he went to bed, whatnot. The cup sat on our counter for 
at least a solid five days. Solid five days. If not, more. Probably five. And, of course, you know, at a certain point, you get tired of seeing the stuff, the clutter on the counter. So, a day or so ago, I threw away the cup. He didn't come back to it. I was like, it's not a big deal. No big deal. Today, he asked me, Mom, can you help me draw a rainbow on my cup? I can't find it. And I had to tell him I didn't know where the cup was. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, I always tell him the truth. I always say, hey, sorry, buddy. I threw that away. But this time, I said, I don't know where the cup was. I didn't know where the cup was. <laughs> so that's my loss. I don't know how long I'm supposed to hold on to these things. I'm not a sentimental person. Okay, well, like th- this is the thing: is you have to know the personalities of our children. <laughs> Jet, you don't hold on to it. You throw it away. Jet will get over it and doesn't care because he doesn't usually like clutter. Uh, Jace, <laughs> like you might as well just keep it and store it somewhere because five years later he's gonna <laughs> ask about it. And expect it to be there. I feel really bad, that too. That is funny. Because it had Bible scripture on it, even, too. <laughs> That's really funny. You just heard this one, so. Yeah, well, I remember hearing him saying something about drawing on drawing a rainbow on a cup. Yeah. So, yeah, that's hilarious, actually. That is that is a hilarious loss. Yeah. I hope it's just eating you inside that you lied it to is. your child. I always tell them the truth when I throw something away, but uh, this scenario felt different. Don't do, don't do what I do. I think it'll be okay. <sighs> so, <laughs> my loss. I feel bad. Poor Jace. He's just got the short end of the stick, and once again, not his fault. Um, this past weekend, we had t-ball game, uh, the last t-ball game that we will play in, um, because of you know other plans. So. We went ahead and got there, and I had time before the game. Jet's been doing pretty well hitting the ball as you pitch to him. So rather than, you know, hitting off the tee, I'm actually pitching to him, and he's doing well. So I took him to the outfield and pitched to him, and he was hitting the ball and doing a great job. I took another one of the older boys out there to see if he – could do it as well and he was able to do it pretty decently and jace just typically like he's not there yet um athletically just from an age perspective which is more Mm -hmm. than okay and he does a great job yeah but he also doesn't seem like super interested either like he jets you know seeking me out to do things whereas jace i have to remember jace will sit on the sidelines and wait for you to call his name or play in the dirt with a stick. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, play in the <laughs> dugout. Like, he was preoccupied. And we came back in. It was time to start the game. And he was defeated. Yeah. Like, he just had this sense of defeat. And I was like, I should have took him out there and at least given him the opportunity. And I didn't. And I just felt horrible because I could see the defeat on his face. And, and I don't ever want him to feel like, you know. He's second. He's second to Jet. Yeah. and. And maybe, you know, that might be the con of them playing on the same team and being different ages. Um, But I did feel bad about that. Now, he did some good things in the game, and I Mm -hmm. was able to give him praise, and it was fine. I mean, it's not like he dwelled on it forever, but 
it felt bad in the moment. I felt bad. It felt like a loss. Yeah, and you can't let that be a habit either. Like, and that's a good lesson to learn. Like, right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. These losses aren't just losses. They are lessons learned. Not to right. say that they won't always be repeated. <laughs> yeah. Because we're not perfect, but mm-hmm. we we learn from these. So it's good reflection for us and hopefully people here and can relate in some way, shape, or form as well. Yeah. But yeah, the good things. Good, good What's your things. Win? My win. Okay. So... I'm officially um, on summer break with the boys. I do with my job. I work a little more into the summer than your average school employee, but I'm officially on summer break. Um, And at first I was like, they're not listening to me. Um, Just basic things. Hey, go do this. Hey, go do that. Can you help me with this? Whatnot. I just felt like they weren't listening. And I was like, I can't go the whole summer like this. So since they've been playing t-ball to follow your theme, um, they've caught on to baseball quite a bit. And so I started the whole three strikes you're out thing. Um, Of course, with still giving rewards and whatnot, but um, the three strikes you're out has really been working. And it's given them a chance as well as me a chance to not give an immediate consequence. You know, they have three strikes before they get this consequence. It gives them a chance to cool down a chance to make the right decision rather than me rushing them to make that right decision. Um, I think it's really been working well. And specifically this week, um, we've talked about the point system before, you know, shout out to Curtis and Lindsay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, keeping track of points like, oh, you got a point. Great job. And I've kind of been putting that back into this week. So if they that, you know, if they do something, I get three strikes and they're out. I take away a point. Um, and these points are super important to them right now because they, they're going to be used for our vacation. But um, anyways, the strike system, it's been working. I don't know if it'll still work two weeks from now, but it's been working for a solid week. And I'm, I feel good about it. It gives me a sense of more control as a parent while also giving them the freedom to choose to do right. Yeah, that's good. I hope it continues to work too because <laughs> it will be nice to, <laughs> nice to use. Well, you always have to get into... And people who have jobs similar to me will understand, like, you have to get into that rhythm. Or even parents who have long breaks with kids, like when they're done with school, they have that winter break, summer break. You have to get into that new rhythm and what that looks like um, as far as the day-to-day and then, like, consequence or whatnot. But you guys are getting there. so We are, and I'm proud. Good. Proud of them. Uh, my win is more along the lines of seeing the fruits of our parenting. And this is from actually a few weeks ago. Uh, So not super recent, but a few weeks ago we had a Wednesday night small group or we took the boys to church for programming and Jones went to the nursery area. Yeah. Well, he had a rough bout to start, but then another child came in Mm -hmm. and had an even rougher time. And Jones was trying to console this other little kid. (laughs) And so we're in the car and we're kind of talking about that. And then Jet says, Jones was being a leader. And I'm like, that's right. He was. And then, you know, we (laughs) recapped, like, what does it mean to be a leader? And our definition right now at the ages and stages is a leader is the first person to do the right thing. Yep. 
And so <laughs> it was just kind of cool to see, like. It's sticking that, with them. Yeah, more so. I mean, not Jones. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. But uh, for Jet and Jace to, like, recognize that he was being a leader. That's what a leader yeah. does. And using kind of the thought process and understanding the definition was was kind of cool. So to get to kind of see the fruits of the parenting that we are doing. So I don't know if we're doing a good job with that or we're at least giving them some terms and words and things that they can use and understand to, to maybe make some better choices Yeah, and recognize when other people make good choices. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. That was cool. That's good. I'm glad you said that too. It's, it's a good thing to, to remember and for us to hold in that bank. Yeah. Because we have a lot of defeats too. Mm-hmm. It's good to <laughs> mark one up in the wind column when you can. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, all right, everyone. Well, those are the wins and losses and Clarissa, where can they follow us <laughs> I'm on the glad socials? You, I'm glad you asked. Um, make sure you like us on Facebook, Snack Time with Justin and Clarissa. Um, and you can also follow us on Instagram, Snack Time with J and C. And like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Absolutely. And share it out. We'd, we'd love to hear feedback. And um, we just... We like to share with you guys, you know, some advice or whatever we're hearing from other couples, and that's fun. The so. nuggets. The it's nuggets. All about the nugs right now. Oh yeah, and we've got a, we've got quite a few interviews lined up. We've got more nugs coming to you soon. We're excited. All right, everyone, take care. We'll see you. Bye. Peace.